0: This is the College Football Connection podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome in, college football fans. Marty Jenkins here, the College Football Connection with my man Alvin Reed. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. The numbers are good. Lots of people listening. Doing good on our picks. Let's see, I'm 28-22 and 22 overall, and my man Alvin was 6-2
0: last week. 6-2. I got to go back and comprise because I haven't kept up. I, I got, I've had two good weeks. I've uh, let off with substandards. So, I think I'm about 500. But next week, I promise you, I'll have my number. Uh, six and two last week. Michigan made me a loser. Uh, maybe we'll get, to, we'll get to them a little bit later on. But I got to tell you, uh, Missouri game last week. So, uh, <laughs> I go down to Soul art Market and uh, did some shopping. I get back into Kirkwood, and I'm getting a carryout order. So, I said, like, oh, turn the Mizzou game on. Well, the place I was in didn't have SEC Network. So, it didn't have the game. And my phone is just, like, buzzing, friends and whatnot. And they're still like, man, Missouri's going to give up 70 points. <laughs> so I, you know, start following it on my phone. And uh right about that time, you know, somebody ripped off, like, another. Just maybe that was about the 90-yard run period or whatever. Uh-huh. And I texted back. I said, like, Mizzou has given up. There were um, five minutes left, I guess, in the first half. And they were giving up a touchdown every five minutes. And I said, like, I did the math, and that comes to at the rate they're on, they're going to give up 84 points. Woo! And I thought to myself, you—that's hard if you were trying to let people score. So
1: that's bad, that's, man. That's
0: bad, right? Let
1: the D coordinator go.
0: Well, you know, uh, uh, was the D coordinator or D D line coach? D line coach. All right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Steve Wilkes still has his job. Yeah, good
1: call. I, I for d- now.
0: For now, <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe they'll. I, I just don't understand what what defense you're running that is that you know inept that you could not adjust on the fly and say mm-hmm. we we just we got to do something else now i.e. Dallas Cowboys last year with uh Nolan defensive coordinator why it, it took them you know 11 or 12 of 16 games to figure out that we got to scrap this and of course he was fired thank yeah. gosh so, but anyway, it happens. Well, so maybe Mizzou can find a defense, but I mean, it looks like their offenses now just can't even get out there and function because the defense is so poor.
1: Right. Well, I think they're going to function this weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they better. Yeah, North Texas. Come <laughs>
1: yeah. On. And I mean, you know, I dove into this game very briefly, but. You know, it opened up at 21. Now it's down to 18. So I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think Mizzou against Conference USA, one of their worst teams. Mizzou covers 18 against North Texas. You would have to think so. Uh,
0: Yes, I do. I'd say give the 18.
1: So yeah, we'll ride together on that one and the over under started at 67 now it's up to 69 so i'm also going to go the opposite of the trend there and i'm going to take the under in this game i think mizzou puts up a lot of points and i think north texas hardly puts up any
0: yeah well i was you know what i was going to say and maybe i'll maybe i'll go the over on that one because i was going to say you do realize that the score could be 58 to 30 <laughs> <laughs> even though they're one of conference usa's worst teams yeah thing. so all of a sudden you're like oh there's your 18 so the cover but yeah, let me
1: dive into this real quick. All right, Mizzou's record right now. So oh, they are one and one, two and one. So okay, so they're two and three. You know, after this weekend, they'll be three and three. Still some winnable games on that schedule, but well, that's why
0: the people were talking about them winning eight and nine games. Yeah, but they've they've blown the eight and nine win because by losing to Tennessee and by losing to Boston College now your 9 is is down to 7 your 8 is down to 6 and you you're going to face some very difficult teams uh you'll beat at Man- georgia you'll lose yeah right you're going to lose to um uh it's georgia and florida you're going to lose both those games georgia and florida yeah at arkansas oh my gosh you'll
1: probably lose that one you'll probably
0: lose that one last game of the year oh my gosh you'll God. beat
1: south carolina and you'll win at vandy yeah so and then let's sprinkle in another win Best case scenario for this team this year, I think, is six and six. Yes. And then you got to look ahead to their recruiting class, which they have a very good recruiting class coming in. But six and six, that when people look at the beginning of the year, you know, expectations for this team
0: are eight or nine wins. Right. And six and six gets you in a bowl. Six and six gets you in a bowl game, but I'll guarantee you it's gonna get you in a game where it's gets some team that is better than Missouri is at six and six or seven and five. So let's look ahead. Six
1: and six. You know, Drinkwitz comes in. He's got a great recruiting class. But all of a sudden, you finish six and six. Next year, is that seat getting a tad warm? Not yet. Not Way yet. too early. Way
0: too early on that. Okay. Way too early on that.
1: Even though this year they
0: look like garbage. Yes. Okay. And because you, you get a modicum of defense next year, and you're you're a better team. But now you know when they release the schedule, and you got Alabama on the road, and LSU at home, and uh, you know, or or whatever, something like that. You got you had some gimmies on there, Boston College. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I said, Tennessee. All right, you play Tennessee on the road next year. Yeah, that's a loss. Yeah, but I, you know, I we can't predict the future. Who's going to be hurt? Who's going to transfer? All that. But you know, you couldn't beat a Tennessee team that's going to finish middle of the pack.
1: All right, let me rephrase. Not warm seat, but all of a sudden after finishing 6-6, six and six, which they probably will this year, next year becomes a big year for him.
0: Yes. Oh, I, I agree with that. Right. You turn in another 6-6 six and six, under <laughs> then we any start circumstance. Yeah, then we are. The, exactly.
1: All right. So, uh, let's look ahead. Uh, let's head down south. Cotton Bowl, number six Sooners. Despite, you know, their offensive woes in a lot of games this year, they're still sitting there. Six in the country, undefeated. Uh, one of the greatest rivalries in college football. They go against number 21, Texas, uh, three and a half point favorites. Uh, the Sooners are over under 63 and a half Texas. All of a sudden, you know, uh, under Casey Thompson, they have the number one offense statistically in the big 10 or excuse me, big 12, one of the best running backs in the country, if not the best running back in the country, Bajan Robinson. Um, and then you got the Sooners coming in, you know, Last weekend, uh, they took care of business in Manhattan. I can't remember if they covered in that game. I took, I think they, they did. did. They, they did. did. Yeah, I yes, took them I got it right.
0: right. They covered it. They, they um, One by 10. I think it was 8.5 or something like that. Or 7. But anyway. That's they, a tough place to play, man. Yeah, and they they had a little bit more control of that game than, you know, once again, they gave up late touchdown, and that's what brought Case uh, state back from 17 down, I guess, to within 10 down.
1: And despite, you know, Spencer Rattler, you know, putting up a bunch of points for that receiving core there, You still kind of look at Spencer Rattler, and we haven't seen the Spencer Rattler that people were talking about, you know, coming into the season. So you have this game, which is a big game for him and the team. Sooners have a great run defense, um, you know, going against that Texas uh, running back squad that's really good. Um, But I just think in this contest, with 63-and-a-half being the over-under, I think this is going to be a defensive affair, and I'm going to take – 63 and a half under that. I'm gonna stay away from the point spread on this game because I think this game is way too close. I could totally see Texas winning this game. Um I'm not confident enough to go the three and a half on half si- either side. So I'm just gonna stick with the under sixty-three and a half.
0: Okay, I I agree with you on the under, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oklahoma and give the three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is a SEC showcase game. All right. The next couple times we play. This is going to be, like, who's top dog going into the SEC? Who, you know, we're going to have to start recruiting these cats from Georgia and, and, and yep. Florida, and I would show, show us what you got. I Show us what you got, right. And so Oklahoma, I think, needs this game more than Texas does. And if Oklahoma once again, is Oklahoma going to have any. College football playoff aspirations. I really do think they have to run the table this year, and uh, they just can't stub their toe uh, against Texas. So I got Oklahoma, and I'm gonna give the three and a half to Texas.
1: Okay, you're taking. Okay, I got mm-hmm. you. Um, and you speak. You're talking about stubbing the toe. Um, they'll win at home next weekend. G- weekend against TCU. They'll win at Lawrence. They'll win at home against Texas Tech. They could stub their toe at Waco on November 13th. Right. At Baylor. Right. And then, then you know, bedlam. And then bedlam. Um, and they could potentially stub their toe at home against Iowa State. Who did Oklahoma lose
0: to last year? Well, Kansas State. They lost to Kansas State. In Norman. In Norman. Yeah. Wait, and had, a, I think, a 18-point lead in yep. the fourth quarter.
1: So I guess what I'm saying here is, you know, despite I, lo- I like the Sooners, uh, a lot of people in my family are from Norman. Man, they just haven't shown me that much. I feel like they're going to stub their toe maybe but, once, maybe twice. If, put it this way. I can't you can't see them as a Final Four team, Is my point, Alvin.
0: Well, well I'm saying that, all right, Alvin, seriously, you know, $5,000. Is Oklahoma going undefeated? Ooh, I'd God. have to say no. All right, they haven't really shown a lot to me, but, you know, game by game and in this game in the Red River, and it doesn't matter, it's down in Dallas because they're used to playing there. It's, you know, the State Fair weekend, and um, the place will be jam-packed. Oh, yeah. Sarkisian is the coach now down there at Texas, and I think Oklahoma just wants to. I, I I, just, Lincoln Riley, I think he's probably getting across to him. You know, no BS this, this weekend, guys. That's a good point
1: you made yeah. about the SEC showcase. Yeah. You know, this is what we can offer you if
0: you right. come here. I mean, look, I don't know that Cincinnati could have played any better than they did against Notre Dame last week, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Cincinnati looked like a team that, really wanted to prove yeah not only that they belong, but like we can beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame and we're going into a, a power five conference yeah. and we can win all of our games. And if we win all of our games, you gotta let us in. So I think there is something to that. And I think Oklahoma's got is thinking along those same lines.
1: I think there's something to it as well. And let's dive into that game. So I'm taking the under yeah. and you're taking the Sooners to cover. What'd you say about the over under?
0: I'm going under the six three and a half.
1: Okay. Let's dive into that. Um, You know, I'm a big Irish fan. Um, It sucks that they lost, but I'm happy for Cincinnati. I'm happy for their head coach. That's a huge win for the program. I think it's a huge win uh, for college football, as you mentioned last week. It's huge for recruiting because Cincinnati and South Bend are a few hours apart. A lot of
0: Cincinnati fans at the state. I don't know, like, hey, you know how some teams get mad about that? Nick Saban does about, you know, fans putting their tickets up for StubHub, secondary sale, and make a little little juice. That's the only way all those Cincinnati fans got in that stadium. Yeah. I, You know, it was I it was fans. money well spent. Right.
1: <laughs> and, you know, uh, BT, BT mentioned it about yeah. the Cardinals yesterday. Sometimes you just get your ass kicked. Yeah. Notre Dame got their ass kicked.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, they and, did.
1: And I think the final score was evening, They just got their ass kicked oh, all I, around Look, if game.
0: the quarterback doesn't fumble, they recover and get it deep in Cincinnati territory when, when, when they were up by, uh, what, 14 points. They're probably driving down, make that uh, – uh, you know, they're about to go up by 24 points. It was 17 nothing when they turned the ball over deep in their own zone. They figured, like, man, they drive down, kick a field goal. It's 20 nothing. Mm-hmm. late in the third quarter. If they score a touchdown, it's 24 nothing. and that game's over. Mm-hmm. So it got close, and then, you know, Cincinnati responded. And they could certainly stub their toe. I mean, they're not in a good conference, you know,
1: but they could certainly stub their toe. I don't see them stubbing them to their toe. Mm. And there's no debate this year. You know, if they run the table, they're in the final four. Yeah, they, they, exactly. End of story. Right. There's no debate. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look ahead. Number 14, Irish. They go to Blacksburg. Enter Sandman. It's going to be a crazy environment. BT coming off the bye week. We don't know who's going to be a quarterback uh, for the Irish. I don't think it matters who's a quarterback for the Irish. Um you know, Cone has been underwhelming. Drew Pine's better on his feet, um, but the Virginia Tech run defense is suspect. They're pretty bad. Um, this is another game. You know, as I mentioned with the Texas OU game, the, the point spread is this is a this is a pick 'em pretty yes. much. Irish are favored by one, I think. Right. Um, I'm staying away from that. I'm doing a lot of over unders this week. Um, I think. Yeah, I am gonna go with the lock of the week, and I've been doing pretty good on my lock of the week. I am like three and zero the last three weeks. I think it's over forty seven in this game. I think they hit over forty seven easily between the two teams.
0: Let me go back. I am gonna take Notre Dame to cover, Okay, yeah, all right. So I am, I am, I am, I am, I am gonna give that one or uh, you know one and a half. I you know technically to not have a push. I. Virginia Tech is just one of those teams, though. You know, if you look at how they looked that first week against North Carolina, who has not shown to be the North Carolina they were last year, obviously. Yeah. Right. But I just think that Virginia Tech gets off to a hot start. Notre Dame weathers it. And and they run the ball. I think Notre Dame will run the ball 40 times.
1: Big day for Kyron Williams. Yes.
0: And the quarterback, they'll have the the quarterback that runs the ball. I think they'll run the ball 40 times. I always figure like, why why even deal with passing and – Try to do right. Um, I got to go with the. I got to go with the under forty seven. I do. All right, you're going under forty seven.
1: I'm going over forty seven. I'm going
0: under forty seven.
1: And and let's say you know Notre Dame does win this game. I mean, I I, USC, North Carolina, Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford losing that game last weekend that shuts out any hope they had of getting in the final four.
0: True, because USC's got. I don't know, but you know, if you well. If, if you beat USC, USC will have two losses, including one to Stanford, an unranked Stanford team, so that doesn't really
1: – Would have been nice if Notre Dame-Michigan series was still yeah, on.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, isn't it supposed to be coming back? Yeah. All right, all right.
1: Would have been nice if it was back this year. That would help Notre Dame, but they can't get into the Final Four. That That's just
0: uh, – Well, I, you never know. Man, Cincinnati loses a game, and even though Cincinnati beat them, they'll put them in there over <laughs> Cincinnati. It would be, be some more nonsense. They'll, they'll get beat by four touchdowns by somebody, and – all right, you're going over 47.
1: I'm going under 47. Let's see. Let's jump ahead here.
0: Oh, you're going over the 47.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, that's my lock of the week. All right, is over 47? Yes. i
0: because I'm going under 47. Yes,
1: correct. Right. I'm sorry. Um, all right, this is an intriguing one. Uh, number two, Georgia. Um, you know, them and Alabama, the most impressive teams of the college football campaign thus far. Uh, they're 16-and-a-half-point favorites. They're going into Auburn. Over under 47 and a half, Auburn number 18 in the country. Um, You know, an interesting team, had a nice win last weekend, but then a couple weeks ago, you know, they barely beat Georgia State. Uh, Looks like we're going to get some shared reps at the quarterback position with Bo Nix and uh, Finley. And on the other side, Georgia, their quarterback situation, JT Daniels, he's got a strained oblique, Um, missed the last two games, so it's probably going to be Stetson Bennett. Uh, This game opened at 18-and-a-half. It's down to 16-and-a-half. No, I'm sorry, vice versa. Opened at 14-and-a-half. Now it's at 16-and-a-half, so people are banging Georgia hard. I'm going to go the opposite on this one. I think Auburn, in this atmosphere, which is a tough place to play, uh, one of the Deep South's oldest rivalries, I think it's going to be a rocking atmosphere, I think Auburn's going to cover this game. I, I give me the sixteen and a half at home.
0: I, I'm taking the sixteen and a half also. A lot of I, points. I actually, um, you know, I, as I said, I'm just watching a lot of college football Saturday. I did watch a lot of college football Saturday, and I watched, oh man, three quarters of the Auburn LSU game because it was, you know, it was later, and it was, it was a, you know, the best game that was on at the time. That was mm-hmm. outstanding college football game. Mm-hmm. And I know Nick's is, is up, down, and all around, but he had a hell <laughs> he of a sure game is. on. He, boy, he, did. he had a hell of a game. And now they're mad at always run down there in LSU saying this is all your fault and all that. But I still I like, like that man, team. Man. man, that was a, that was just a good football game. And I think Auburn takes that momentum, and I think they play at home, and I think they come within 16-and-a-half. Can they outright them? Possibly, but I I think they'll play a lot closer game to Georgia than 16-and-a-half than points.
1: Yeah, not used to seeing these LSU teams with the uh, with that kind of record. So, you know, look at what they've done though. They won the whole thing a couple of years ago. That guy, that guy's position is safe there for the rest of eternity. Well, right, and last year, you know, like
0: okay, so you lost at Missouri last year, and it was the COVID season, and they just were yeah right. They aren't as, they aren't that team this year, but they're still getting back. They have to get back to national championship level. Right. I mean, I don't care. You be you and LSU, and some of these other SEC schools. You're not stringing them together like Alabama does, right? And you were at the height, and you know you got a quarterback, you got a receiver. They're in the NFL and they're really good, and and you know you've got linemen, offensive and defense. They graduated there in the NFL. They're you know, you're not Alabama, so it is going to take you a year or two if you're coming off like a national championship season to get it back together. It didn't help them about the COVID year and you know players opting out and that whole yep. thing and you know, half a season and no, you know, no spring football. And Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't help LSU. So I I think they're fine.
1: Hmm. All right. You want to talk about good atmospheres. We talked about the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. That's going to be great. Auburn's going to be great. But let's look ahead, Alvin, to the game of the weekend. Number four, Penn State goes to Iowa City. Number three, Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes favored by one. This is going to be an incredible atmosphere. It always is in Iowa City. But this is the game. I wish they would have flexed this to the 7 o'clock game, you know, but it's sticking to, it, It's 2.30. Um, so, yeah, this is the game of the weekend. Uh, you know, my wife, she's on pins and needles, a Hawkeyes grad. This is going to be a great game, I think. Um, and, you know, what more can you ask for? Two top five Big Ten teams. Uh, one of them, which I thought would be here, Penn State, Iowa. <laughs> How are they number three in the country? I don't get it, man. All right, so take a look. Iowa's defense, 12 interceptions. On the other side, um, Penn State's quarterback, Clifford, Sean Clifford. He's only thrown three picks this year. Um, I like the over in this game, though. And I, I think, you know, Iowa, they have the Big Ten's least productive offense, but I think they're going to put some points up against this Penn State defense, which is suspect in the secondary. The over-under is only 41. 41 points, Alvin. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go the over in this game. And I know I do it every weekend. I pick against Iowa. <sighs> I just can't see. I really like this Penn State team. I think Penn State goes in there and covers. They get point, and I like the over. I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one, and that's mainly – I know there's stingy defenses on both sides. I think we're going to see a lot of points like off pick sixes or turnovers because both teams force turnovers deep into the other team's zone. So I like the over in this one, and I like Penn State to cover. I li-
0: I'm going to give the one point. Uh, I like Iowa. At home, I think something is going on with Iowa this season. I don't think they're as good a football team as they are playing football. If that makes sense, uh-huh. and I think that works in their favor. Um, Penn State, I think the fact that they opened on the road against Wisconsin and played that game and won that game will really help them. And yep. in fact, if if Penn State covers and you know just like wins that football game. Not going away, but, you know, they, no last second drive or something like that. I would say that they were prepared for that game, you know, physically as well as mentally. I'm going to go on the under 41. I, I just think both teams will say, like, the one thing we cannot do is turn the football over. <clears throat> and if we can't, if we're not going to turn the football over, that means a lot of runs, a lot of just, if the guy's not open, throw it away. I just think it'll come up on the under 41.
1: All right. So, uh, taking a look ahead, if Penn State can somehow get out of Iowa City with a dub, they'll beat Illinois next weekend, you know. Um, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Halloween weekend, October 30th, Saturday night, circle this one, they go to Columbus. Yeah. That ought to be a good one because people were – a lot of people on Twitter last week were saying, you know, Ohio State's still there kind of lurking, you know, yeah. ter- in, in, in terms of a Final Four team. You know, they got blown out uh at home against Oregon, but Ohio State has come alive since that loss. Well and
0: also if you if you run the Big Ten and win the Big Ten championship game, yeah, you know, you know you're the, in it, you're kinda you're you're in, aren't you? Yeah. And you beat Penn State.
1: I will say this though, the Big Ten has been significantly better than I thought they were gonna be heading into the season.
0: Significantly. I, I would I would agree. I will say that there's some, that you know, like Indiana, Illinois, yeah. I thought that they would be Especially Indiana. Better, yeah, right. Especially Indiana.
1: <laughs> this was supposed to be their best team, and God knows how long. All right, let's uh, bu- 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 let's kick it local. Actually, um, Wisconsin. This is an interesting one. You may be surprised uh, mm-hmm. which direction I go. here. Nah, nah, I, I, uh, Wisconsin, one in three, 11 point favorites at U of I, who is two and four. Forty two points is the over under. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think this game hits the over. Um, U of I is allowing 420 yards per game. Wisconsin doesn't have a good quarterback. They have a horrible quarterback, one of the worst in the country. But I think Chase Wolf is going to get the ball in this one, and I think we see a spark. I think Wisconsin scores points in this game, and I also think Illinois scores points in this game. And here's my bottom line on this one, Alvin. and I think you may agree with me on this one. This is Wisconsin, and they're supposed to be national title contenders every year. And I think it's gonna be hard for them to get up for this game.
0: Well, I got another one for you too. That and why Champagne is this Wisconsin house of horrors. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. So I'm you know what? I'm I'm gonna say take the points. Illinois take the points. Okay? Because I just I'm with you. I don't know what it is with Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is you know, Wisconsin has had their chances to prove themselves, and they have failed to do so, hmm. including last week against Michigan. So and now your Notre you got, Dame
1: game looks even worse now.
0: Yeah, and so now you got to go on the road and play an Illinois team that, a, a quarter at a time, actually looks decent.
1: And you know, Bielema is going to be ready for this team. Oh, well,
0: be absolutely, absolutely, right. Oh, fire me, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> You'll hear all that. Oh, it wasn't about the coach talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those players. I'm sure he got straight with them. He said, "I'm sure he's been telling them this is not about me. This is not about me." But when the players are together, no, this is about him. Mm-hmm. Let's not let him down. Let's let's do something this week. So I'm 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 taking the points in Illinois.
1: Me too. Um
0: you got a feel on the over-under at 42? Uh, I, I got to agree with you on both of these. I got to go with the over on that one. Right,
1: right. I just think it's going to be hard for them to get up for this game, man. It's Wisconsin. You're 1-3. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, you don't want to go 1-4 because now, huh. now we're talking disaster. Yeah. With, what, three conference losses? Yeah. We talking about his job, too? Maybe not, but, you know, you got beaten home by Penn State. You got beaten home by Michigan. You lost on the road to Illinois. All right, now, <laughs> Yeah. that ain't making the the, the boosters happy. Now, oh, you were supposed to be top ten team too.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, you and I talked about you know kicking a uh, West Coast game in here, chance for the folks to up their uh, earnings or get their money back. Late at night, we got a eight thirty start. Actually, this is a nine o'clock start. Utah going to USC. USC's favored by three points. Uh, the over under is fifty two and a half. It's a homecoming game for the Utah quarterback, uh, Cameron Rising. A, r- a rough year for you. I mean, they had a player. Uh, murdered Murdered, shot yeah it's been it's been a a tough uh tough year in salt lake city for that program um but in this game they're going uh usc's quarterback's going against a banged up utah secondary i'm staying away from the actual point spread in this game but i do like the over 52 and a half Uh, i think this game could be close to the over by halftime so i'm going to go over 52 and a half in this one
0: okay i'll i'll differ with you on that one i'm going to take the uh, I I will take the under on mm-hmm. the fifty two and a half, but I'm putting a circle around that because I just that's more of a feeling than an actuality, if you know what I mean. I right. like I just think for some reason, you know, maybe somebody will be scuffling in this game. I like USC, but like I like you know, USC to cover, but it's gonna be like just weird, you know, like twenty seven twenty or something like that. I I thought USC scores have not been all that, you know, like. They aren't blowing people out. They aren't getting blown out, mm-hmm. and they're they're a they're a, they're, a, they're an okay team. And I think that they, like I say, they handle their business against uh, Utah. And I know in the back of their mind, we're going to we're 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 going to Notre Dame. Yeah. So um, let's let's beat Utah. Let's mm-hmm. beat Utah and let at least go there with some kind of head of steam. Yeah. And like you know, look. Regardless of what happens with Notre Dame this week, regardless of what happens with USC this week, I would favor Notre Dame over USC. But at the same time, if I'm USC, I'm looking at, quite frankly, Tulane almost beat – not Tulane. uh, Toledo almost beat y'all yeah. at home. I still look and at that Purdue. game. And Purdue. I still look at those games and say, like, man, I don't care who you are. If you're coming from a Power 5 conference and you saw what Cincinnati did – We're thinking, like, hey, if we aren't losing by two touchdowns at halftime, there's no reason that we couldn't beat Notre Dame on the road. So, I, but it all starts with, I mean, you know, USC loses at home to Utah, and then all of a sudden, you know, and they got an interim coach, and there's plenty of coaches out there that I'm sure that they have, you know, if not directly contacted them, they have got in touch with their agent. Maybe Cincinnati's coach. Oh, I know Cincinnati's coach would get a a call. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he wants to abandon Cincinnati like Brian Kelly did. Right. And I think he also knows that by doing what he has done, let's say he makes the CFP, all right, then it doesn't matter what they do next year. I mean, they'll have a winning season. They would go to a bowl game. And they'll be, be, you know, power five teams knocking at his door. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't think he has to make his move after uh, after this season to go to USC. Uh, so, but, you know, USC, whoever, you know, they, they they like the guy who's the interim coach, but he's not going to get the job. But I think they're in a situation where, hey, we're we're cutting out house money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right.
1: All right, Alvin. Uh you're gonna tally up your final picks. You were six and two last week and mm-hmm. we're gonna get the overall next week from you. I'm okay. twenty eight and twenty two. We're doing very well thus far, both of us. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, hey, homecoming next weekend and Lawrence, you going?
0: Uh no, I'm not. Okay. I I've got we've we believe it or not, we've got plans next weekend. I in the back of my mind I said, Oh, maybe that, you know, gathering with friends will not work out and I could still slip down and I <laughs> you know, so we'll see. We'll we'll see. But, yeah, well, one thing, and I, God bless my folk, okay? And I knew it was homecoming weekend, but they announced some, like, K-Club events. Yeah. Like, you know, two two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, ooh, ooh, I don't know if I would have made these plans if I had known I wanted to go on the 16th. So, uh, but that's all right. I I might get back up, you know. It would be, you know, I, I think Texas Tech, winnable football game, even as pitiful as we are, that would be great, you know. Um it would be great great for me financially if they could figure out a way to win another damn game, but uh, you know, so I don't think I'm going, but uh you'll be the first to know I think they come in there what do you think seven to ten point favorites um depends on how we have a bye week, and that helps us you know mm-hmm. I mean just to practice and get ready for them, and then you'll have film on them from this saturday who i I forgot who they have this week texas tech uh-huh um.
1: Well, let me take a look real quick.
0: I believe that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have Baylor. They I'm got not, Baylor. I think they got Baylor. No,
1: not this weekend. Texas Tech has mm. TCU.
0: Okay. All right. All right. TCU. Yeah. So, eh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't give us much real chance, but no. but hey, we've beaten Texas Tech before, and we and in the last I think we I guess we beat them two years ago. That was on the – they they blocked a field goal and the score was tied and the um, guy picked it up and was running around and then fumbled and Kansas <laughs> recovered the fumble. And there was like eight seconds left of the game. And then we kicked a field goal. And that was before the um, uh, win in the first game of the year this year. That was the last game that KU had won. Wow. So. so, we can beat Texas Tech in Lawrence. Not saying it's going to happen, but, you know.
1: We'll see. Well, unfortunately, Alvin, this is the last Cardinals update of the year we'll have, but
0: My only thought was this, okay? I'm all right, so Chris Taylor comes up to bat. And I'm thinking, first base is open. I get it, but he's batting in the nine slot. Mookie Betts is on deck.
1: I thought Reyes was gonna get Taylor out for but, sure. I, I
0: was I was just thinking like get him out. Mm-hmm. Once it was two balls and one strike, all I was thinking was still make him get himself out. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't don't just don't throw a fat pitch. Don't feel like you gotta like just try to fastball. Just, like still still nibble, still nibble. And I think he was trying. He just just a, a horrible slider. And, and and Taylor's hitting like one forty four against sliders this year. But you can't you can't throw a bad one no which he did I mean and and that's it and the season's over but hey what do you got you got um Reyes blowing up you got 0 for 11 that's, in that's in, the story with runners in scoring position you got Arenado uh Goldsmith O'Neal G- o- Goldsmith Tyler O'Neill, like one for 12 <laughs> one for 12 right that's your storyline <laughs> that's, that's your Forget story Reyes line. in my opinion right because all I'm saying is like that was a microcosm of the real Cardinal season yeah and yeah. and you need to score more runs off that Dodgers bullpen. Well, you scored one run in the first inning on a wild pitch. Yeah. All right. As a result, you didn't score another, you didn't you didn't score again. Yeah. Anybody who wants to talk to me about Reyes yeah.
1: or why Bat Waino, if he's going out the next inning, all that jazz, I don't want to hear it. Your big guns, your two through two through five hitters were like one for sixteen. Right, the only player on the team who hit was Edmond. Was Edmond, and he set the stage for for getting runs. I mean, I, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I think they said uh, didn't the Dodgers have they didn't have one of the better bullpens in baseball this year? No,
0: not no, not especially not middle relief. And then then, uh, uh, Jansen is boy, he got through I'm his inning, me. and he, you talk about this is the guy you should just like light up. Yeah, he's shaky at best. And once he got through his inning, now you're going into the bottom of the ninth. Now I think that here's one here's one thing the Cardinals definitely missed an opportunity. If the Dodgers don't score in that inning, I think they got to put him back out there. And then the Cardinals score a run. Say that again. If 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 the Cardinals hold in the bottom of the ninth, yeah. I think I I think Jansen goes back out. Yeah, I think the Dodgers oh, yeah. have no choice but to send him back out. There. They were running out of pitchers. Yes unless i now unless i miss one you know and then um i was just reading different things and a lot of Dodgers fans were were wondering why didn't they send uh Urias? Kelly back out there oh yeah th- i was surprised well, by right. that too cuz like he got the job done he came in with two on two and on. one out right. and got them both out right striking out one and a measly pop on the other and he was done i guess you got to it's a one game all winner take all i guess you Figure I'm gonna bring a fresh arm in here. It worked out for them, Listen, obviously.
1: It was captivating TV. I was glued in; didn't miss a pitch. But O'Neill, Arenado, mm-hmm. Goldschmidt, everybody else except for Edmond,
0: they didn't show up. They they weren't there. End of story. Right. I mean, how many how many hits did we have? Four, and Edmond got two. Uh, and the at bats too, like O'Neill's at bats Well, I'm just like he, he looked like he was facing a Matt Serger, and then like a a, 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 a Kelly. And it, look, God bless the Cardinals for September. It was a lot of, it was a lot oh. of, lot of secondary pitching. Yeah. A lot of teams not motivated. Milwaukee Brewers, a lot of just Cubs, just a lot of, you know, it. you had to do it. And these other teams were just like already thinking about, man, I'll be glad when the season's over. I
1: will say this, though, mm. um, and this was kind of my first thought, especially with Wayno going up to to Reyes after mm. the game and giving him a hug mm. and all that. Mm. This year, your starting rotation was – you didn't have it the entire year. Right. Heading into the season next year, you know, you're going to be favored to win the division or the Brewers. But they learn from this, I think, and I think the Cardinals team next year is damn good. You got the same team. They learn from this, and I think – I know this is, you know uh, – it's only a couple of days removed from getting eliminated, but
0: this could be a hot take, but I think they're a 100-win team next year. And I, I just disagree with you. I think the biggest mistake the Cardinals can do is say, like, okay, we proved that we're that team in September, so we just, let's just run it back, and we'll win 100 games. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You still have to examine, okay, what we make too many outs. We still have too many outs in the lineup. And I don't care about what, oh, uh, Tyler O'Neill was the player of the century in September. Well, that's September. And you play six months, you know, and so, you know, what is that? That's less than 20% of your season. When we're talking about 15%, 16% of your season, yeah, you had a great month. But, and I'll, we could leave on this one. Here's what I say. If you had said in spring training, Cardinals, this is your season. You're going to finish five, six games behind the Brewers. You're going to be the second wild card team. You're going to lose the wild card game. We would have all said, what a disappointment. Yeah, so you have to like this look over the whole six months mm-hmm. where you were coming out of spring training, and you can't say, "Well, we had injuries, and this happened and that," because all these teams had injuries. Yeah, you know, everybody had injuries, or or the Dodgers, um, crazy boy, who they had to like just send him away, Bauer, Bauer yeah. right? And um, you know, you didn't have a, a healthy Kershaw. And Mookie Betts missed a month or so. So, all these teams had to deal with stuff. So, that wasn't just the Cardinals. Yeah. As a result, I still say, okay, second wild card, got beat down by the Brewers. You know, the Brewers had put it on cruise control the last two weeks of the season. Um, You know, and you beat them, what, seven times. Yeah. That reduced that 14-15 down to six or seven. That don't delude yourself into thinking that we're going to waltz right in and pick up where we left off on april the first do not do that cardinals
1: i i actually have one more thing to run by because i was thinking about this during the game and nobody's really talking about this but you know just kind of watching the body language just you know being being just tired overall and getting up there in in years i i not sure Melina, I'm not sure how many games he's gonna play next year. Man.
0: Well, that, I mean <laughs> I thought that I had a discussion with somebody about their what twenty um combination starts, Wayne Wright and Melina. Yeah. From being at the all time record of, you know, pitcher catcher, you know, starting games, I guess is just a start. Um I said like, boy, if one or both are hurt, they might not make it. And I just I don't know. Yeah. People so, are exhausted in that game, Well, man. sooner or later, they're just going to have to say, like, you're you, you going to take a game off every series. I mean, it's by just. Father time, man. By the time. Right. Uh, and, you know, I know that Schilt has great faith in him, and we all do, but somebody's got to tell him, like, you just can't play this many games anymore. Yeah. You're not. It's just not viable. Mm-hmm. still catch, but it's bad. It's just non-existent. Yeah. You know, he doesn't stop as many bounce balls in the dirt. and, mm-hmm. and Yeah. Now, I still want him out there calling games. Players stealing on them. Yeah, right. I still want him out there calling games. But he's that same guy.
1: Yeah. And we know the narrative for next year. It's going to be great with, you know, uh, Molina and Wainwright. Are we going to see Pujols? Is it, it going to be the farewell tour with
0: Pujols? I still haven't ruled it out. I have not ruled it out. But I think <laughs> the Dodgers might say, like, you know what? This dude helped us out. Another thing I was thinking yeah. in
1: that game was Pools had a 3-0 count. Yeah, and I'm like that dude. I don't know who was T- was it who was pitching T J. Um, uh, so, uh McFarland wasn't in yet. Yeah, right. I thought it was McFarland. No, okay, Pools. yeah, hey, he can't find the strike zone. It's three zero, and then they gave Pools a green light. I'm like, I'm I'm taking a walk
0: there. Right, but I mean, runner. you don't, but maybe you're figuring like, and he almost got it. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like maybe said, man, he touches one off here. That's that. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see what All happens. Right, man.
1: Good talking to you. All right, dude. Y'all enjoy the games this weekend. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Take care, guys. See you, Alvin.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN. Sports Talk for St. Louis.